Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. We are doing something a little different tonight. And I will explain what that is in a moment. Let's fix our little trap here. See if we can see if we can do a little. I'm gonna try to square it up. I don't want it looking kind of. I've got an actual. Uh oh. I've got an actual tripod. Where's my hat? <clears throat> an actual tripod deal. Is there too much light in here? I feel like there is. I look white. That's a little better. I feel like I'm still pale. Nonetheless, here we are. We haven't done a live video in a long, 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 long time. But uh, honestly, as I try to trying to adjust this, I feel like I'm looking down. Let's see if this looks better. Hang on. Is that better? Yes, probably. Let's do that. Um. Still too much. That's too much. Um. Hey now. Yeah, like I said, we normally don't do Facebook lives. Uh, I worked like twelve hours today, so um i said man there's no way i can pull off like a full-blown regular podcast there's a lot of work that goes into it before and after so it's it's really time consuming so y'all appreciate me okay also get this mirror out of my way but i did want to come on and give y'all a little something something a little something something and uh make sure y'all saw my face because y'all i owe y'all a show tonight Especially on the night after the storming of the Capitol. Uh, if you haven't seen last night's video, you need to go watch that. And it's titled Eyewitness Account of Capitol Breach or something like that. We named it something. So go look at that. And uh, we've got a guy on there. He's a listener of the show or a viewer of this show, and he was there. And he called in and kind of told us what happened from somebody on the ground's point of view. And, Trish, are you mad that I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt right now? Yes, I'm trying to make so much noise. <laughs> she tells me I'm not allowed to wear sleeveless shirts. I cut the sleeves. She's so <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good one to watch. He kind of gives a breakdown of what he saw, what happened, and not what the media is telling us what happened. Because who do you really trust anymore? You can't trust Fox. You can't trust social media. You can't trust any of the big networks. I'm not, I wouldn't even trust Newsmax. I'm not saying Newsmax is getting it wrong, but, you know, these people got to have a lot of money to be able to do what they do. And if you're the person dumping that money into a place, you're going to want them to do what you want them to do. That's the unfortunate reality. Um, but we can just, there. there's a lot, the beauty of the internet, the internet and especially social media is a real nasty thing, but there's a lot of good that comes of it. And that is the ability for us regular people to do our own research. Now that comes with downsides of, you know, people with good intentions putting out bad information. But at the same time, good information, truthful information comes from it. 
from last night, we're still weeding through who is who and getting people identified. People on the internet have done a really good job at that of of identifying certain people and what it seems to be as far as the group that stormed the Capitol. And this is from my perspective and, and, and I'm, again, what seems to be not what is the reality of it. What it seems to be is a deal where the crowd that breached the Capitol stormed the Capitol is 95 to 99% Antifa folk. Okay. There's going to be some Trump supporters in the mix, but this looks like a full-blown Antifa deal, as I described to you on last night's video. That's my perspective. We will hopefully find out in the near future what um, what the truth is, who's who, and people will be prosecuted. Who knows? Because we can't trust the FBI. So, uh, um, what else? What else? Also, what transpired after last night's show, which was the final vote count of the Electoral College, where Mike Pence officially certified Joe Biden as president-elect, that um, that was very discouraging as well. Because what you had, you had many House members and several senators that had pledged to contest the election. Now, you ask yourself, why did they pledged to, to, to contest the election, and that is because of the unconstitutionality, I got that word right, of how the elections were conducted in certain states. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, uh, Nevada, the, these places broke the rules and caused a massive voter fraud. So that's what they were contesting. They weren't contesting Dominion. They weren't doing anything. It was a strictly constitutional deal, which is what their job is. Like that, that was the right move. Then the riots, the breaching of the Capitol happened with mostly Antifa people, from what it seems. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be safe here. And because of that, all of a sudden, those senators and some House members decided that what they once thought was unconstitutional was no longer so. And because people breached the Capitol, then it then made it okay for those states to do what they did. For those states to subvert their, their state legislators and just change the rules through judges and governors and secretaries of state. I don't know how that whole storming the Capitol thing changed what those states did. Because as far as I know, nothing changed. So why did their view on the constitutionality of those situations change? I don't know. But I'll guarantee you one thing. We will have a list of those that changed their mind. They are weak. They are spineless. They are emotional creatures that aren't qualified to be in a high-pressure job like being in Congress, apparently. Could you imagine somebody being a cop and just breaking down in tears every sign of a stressful situation? You think they're going to let them stay on the force? No. And that was the whole objective of bringing them back. You know, they had five days to do this. They didn't have to do it last night. 
they officially did it at like 2.30 in the morning, finished 2.30 in the morning. They didn't have to do that. They could have waited until the next day. But the Democrats wanted everybody on this emotional high, stressed out, strung out from what had just happened and using that emotion to vote. And they accomplished that. So instead of them thinking with their head and thinking with the Constitution, they thought with their emotions and voted with their emotions. And that's what happened. Antifa won. The Democrats won. China won. A lot of people won except for us. We unfortunately didn't win. We've been winning for four years, you know, so it's not like we're leaving empty handed. We packed the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court's another thing. I'll talk about that on a different show, but for some some people seem to think the Supreme Court is shot and, and the advancements we made on that is shot. That's not the case. And I'll explain that maybe in the next episode. Um, but that's what happened early this morning. And then just probably an hour before um b- before I started this video. The president, who is apparently back on Twitter, uh, came out and gave a, I'm not going to call it a concession speech, because it does not seem to be that. He put out a video of him acknowledging that there will be a new administration coming in. Well, he started off condemning the violence, which how many times in four years has this guy had to condemn violence that he had nothing to do with? Condemned the violence, talked about how hard he fought legally, constitutionally, how much he appreciates his supporters, and how he will ensure a smooth and seamless transition to the new administration. That, uh, and then he followed it up with, but don't worry, this is only the beginning. I I don't have all my fancy tools here, but I'm going to play you on my cell phone the last the last like 30 seconds and if this is awful quality i'll go ahead and apologize in advance well it! you the one thing i hate about bluetooth is it it automatically connects to your headphones no matter what no matter how bad you don't want them to be on your headphones we must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family to the citizens of our country serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime and to all of my wonderful supporters i know you are disappointed but i also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning thank you god bless you and god bless america our journey is only just beginning i can't pretend To know what that means. But it's going to be an interesting road we are about to go down. I believe we are a resilient country. I believe we are a strong country, a strong people. Two years is a very short time, all things considered. We get to vote again in two years. Hopefully without being under this facade of a coronavirus pandemic that prevents people from going to the polls, 
we have to spend the next two years making sure voting by mail is only done if absolutely necessary. Voting by mail can never be acceptable in any form for people that just want to vote by mail. There's got to be a different way. There's got to be verification. If you're going to let people just vote by mail just because they want to vote by mail, let them do it. But make them put the work in. Make them verify who they are before they get a ballot. Anything else is unacceptable in every state in the union. That's what the next two years needs to be uh, spent working on. It also needs to be spent on working on bringing conservatives together after this defeat and keeping their eyes on the prize, making sure they concentrate on what we do to fix this. Because the Joe Biden administration, even with the Democrat majority in the House and Senate, is going to be an utter disaster. You cannot succeed with a, a leader that is not even in his right mind. And, and we know that. Democrats know that. They know they've got a puppet up there, and they're just, it's a modern-day weekend at Bernie's in the Oval Office. So Kamala Harris is just chomping at the bit to get her spot. Now, Kamala Harris is somebody who came in fifth place in her home state in the Democrat primary. She's not, she's not a popular person. So it'll be interesting to see people's reaction once she takes over. But there's going to be some bumps along the road over the next two years. It's going to be tough. You are going to be continued to be mocked and slandered and defamed for who you are and what you believe, especially if you continue to bring up your support for Donald Trump. And Democrats will continue to try to punish you. As far as riots go, riots will not stop. Riots will continue, and they will probably worsen because Democrats do nothing about these riots. Now, they may have a change of heart since they're in control, because the reason they didn't do anything about riots and let it go is because they felt like it politically benefited them. Tucker Carlson played a clip tonight, a little you know, 30-second montage of all these clips of of mainstream media pundits talking about how rioting is the way is the language of the unheard that rioting is the way that disenfranchised people have to be heard it's their only option but now obviously we've got the biggest national crisis since pearl harbor in 9-11 where one person was shot and killed Three others had a medical issue that caused them to pass away, and then some cops were injured. All because our precious representatives got scared, even though none of them got hurt. This is the worst thing that can happen. Again, none of them got hurt, but it scared them. Now, I understand that you may be somebody that, like our friend Lewis, who owns uh, Miami Fusion Cafe here in Birmingham, where his uh, one of his employees that stayed overnight when the Birmingham ha Birmingham had the riots, that he had to run and hide because people were busting down the windows of that restaurant, and downtown was torn up, and 
you know, businesses were squashed by government regulations because of coronavirus. People lost their lives. People committed suicide at an astounding rate. People are now addicted to drugs because I understand, you know, that's bad. But do you know politicians were scared yesterday? That's what you should really care about. It's all about perspective. All about perspective. Now, um, so that's where we're at. That's what's next. Joe Biden, there's a 99.9% chance Joe Biden's going to be inaugurated on January 20th. And where the energy needs to go, because we have all spent a lot of energy on fighting this thing since Election Day. You may not have been physically doing anything, but you were speaking out. You were consumed with it, which is not necessarily a healthy thing, but you were because it was important to all of us. I get that. But now what is important is to move on and fight for what's next. Because Donald Trump saying at the end of his speech today, our journey's only beginning That's 100% true. No matter what he means by that, if he's talking about himself personally or his family or whatever, that's true for all of us. This is just the start. We have so much to be grateful for after four years of Donald Trump. We have a completely new perspective of what we expect out of politicians and what we expect out of conservatives and Republicans, if there's even going to be a Republican Party anymore. As far as I'm concerned, we need to start a new Republican Party. I don't know that that's going to be helpful with us trying to win back the House and Senate in two years, but that's just that's that's just where my head head's at. I'm just kind of spitballing. That's what's important. We have to keep our eyes on the prize, and we have to fight, fight, fight. These people will shoot themselves in the foot. They will. A lot of people are going to realize they had no idea what they were getting themselves into, especially the media. Now, imagine CNN, and we'll just take two of them, and there's plenty, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, but on the TV side, MSNBC and CNN. It is all Trump all day long and has been for five years, even the year before he was elected on the campaign trail. It was all Trump. That's all they talked about. That's the only content they had. Try to imagine to yourself if Trump goes low key, fades into the shadows to work on whatever he plans on doing next. He's not out there in the public. There's nothing to report on him. What's it going to be like watching that channel? What are you, what are you going to see when you turn on CNN this April? What are you going to what are, what are you going to see when you turn on MSNBC this 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 summer? What are they going to talk about? They're going to slobber all over Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and talk about how this guy over here got the job because he was Asian, or this girl over here got the job at the White House because she's black. That's all you got. I expect to see these people crash and burn in epic fashion, as well as Fox News, because they they've betrayed their base. It's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people, and it's up to us because 
when it comes to getting information out, getting the truth out, especially when it comes to conservatives and people that were disenfranchised in this election, it is up to us to get the word out. Me, you, everybody else. I've got this podcast, but you've got people you know. You got you got links of other shows. You can you got people like Tim Cast. You've got uh, Stephen Crowder, Dan Bongino. All of these guys are giving out good information for the most part. Keep an eye on these people. Make sure you're consuming this. We have to stay together, and we have to continue to share information together as we're doing now, trying to find out who the people were that stormed the Capitol in order to keep this movement intact. That's what's important is keeping this movement intact. We've brought so many people into the fold, so many people, especially young people. And even though I'm kind of getting up there, I'm 35, I still have the ear of a lot of young people, especially those that don't really know much about politics. No, they're willing to listen to me because I'm, you know, a little less than halfway cool guy. You know what I'm saying? So these are the people we need to make sure that they stay in the fold, that they stay involved and engaged and politically active as we go forward, because we grew this movement, obviously by 10, 11 million votes since last year, but there's more than that, y'all, because that vote wasn't accurate anyway. That's a ton of people. If you're able to have four years of negative media coverage, being bashed, scandal after scandal, Im- impeachment attempts, uh, a, a an investigation, a $40 million investigation, and the narrative for the entire four years that you colluded with a foreign enemy, and you still got 10 to 11 million more votes, that movement is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's up to us to ensure it keeps moving and it keeps growing and we keep waking people up. So I know this is kind of a weird uh, scenario situation being a YouTube live. I think what I'm going to do is maybe take this audio and put it on Apple podcast and Spotify and all the other audio things. So people can kind of can kind of hear hear the whole thing because we've we've actually got a surprising amount of people that listen to the audio version of this show. We got more that watch it on YouTube, but um there's a lot of people, which it's on a lot of it's like on 10 different platforms, but, but it's uh you know, I get it. I mean, people don't want to look at my face, but it's good. It's encouraging. And so to my point, Make sure you're sharing. You don't have to share this video because it's kind of weird or whatever, but make sure you're going out and you're sharing our stuff. You know, share it on a daily basis. There's a weird algorithm when it comes to Facebook and Twitter. When you post a link, at least for me, it doesn't really show up in anybody's feed. So do what you got to do. Post a, post a status and say, hey, links in the comments, and then post the link for the show in the comments, whatever. You know, just small things like that help get the word out especially if you agree with what I'm saying. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, that just means you're wrong, but you can still post it. So work on that. You got me? So anyway, 
We're going to keep you guys updated with anything and everything. Also, exciting stuff coming up on the front of Trish and I, my fiance. We're going to be starting our podcast that has been uh, has been teased to H E double L and back because we've been talking about it and talking about it, and now we're finally going to do it. We've got the motivation. We got what we need. We we've got the ability. And now we're going to make it happen. So make sure you guys subscribe to this channel. Click the notification bell. Follow us on all the the, uh, the, the audio podcast platforms and all that stuff. And also check out my guys at, at Vapor Forge. I, I always want to give them a shout out because those guys are absolutely number one. I'll go into more detail on them at a later day. Let me throw you a, let me throw you a phone number. If you're in the Birmingham area... They are right beside Bailey Brothers on 280. Most of y'all know where that's at. The physical address is 4673 Highway 280 in Birmingham. And that phone number, 205-874-9010. Give them a call. Stop by. Just make sure you tell them you heard them on over the line. You heard them from Andrew McLean. They're open normally, uh, I think, 9 to 8. Did I get right? Let me see if they got these hours posted. I don't know. If they're not open, just uh, call them back or go back, back go back by there later. Or just, hey, just give them a call and be like, hey, I'm going to come by there sometime, but I just wanted to call you and tell you I listened to Over the Line. I heard about you, and I appreciate you supporting a show and in, in giving this guy the ability to do what he does to get information out to us. So that's it. I'm out of here. Until next time, see you, Colts.